Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm Danny Phillips, the diet doc of Shreveport Bossier, certified personal trainer and fitness nutrition specialist, nationally qualified NPC bikini bodybuilder, social media content creator, and lifestyle entrepreneur. I am here to bring you that empowering nudge you've been searching for to take your next leap of strength in your fitness and health journey. My goal is to give you the tools to success along your journey so that when you have a question or an idea, you know where to go and you no longer feel helpless or overwhelmed with where or how to start. Let's dive in to today's topic. All right, welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I'm super excited today because this was going to be a solo episode, but I'm here with my best friend from college, Mary Ann. Say hello. Hi. (laughs) And we had the opportunity to hang out at my parents' beach house this weekend, and so I, I figured we may as well just talk about protein bars because that was actually a request from a client of mine is how to pick out a proper, you know, power bar or protein bar. And so it only made sense that two of us health nuts over here should just chat about it and have a conversation about it instead of me saying, I need to go record this conversation (laughs) by myself. Can you wait downstairs? (laughs) So um, Marianne, give a little bit of background and how you know what you know about nutrition and just being healthy. You have always had a really healthy lifestyle. And so... Absolutely. Yeah. So I did go to school... um, in this like health and fitness arena, I got my bachelor's in exercise science and then my master's in exercise physiology from the University of Georgia. Growing up, I always have been an athlete. So being exposed to that arena of, of like health performance definitely gave me a personal experience when it comes to like nutrition and, and health. Then I uh, got introduced to a good friend that's getting her master's now in nutrition. So I've gotten a lot of information in regards to nutrition as being a, being a part of her life. So definitely have some both formal education as well as some just uh, my own personal pursuit of nutrition. Which I think is where a lot of people get their research these days. It's not necessarily done in a classroom setting. It's, you know, what did you learn on YouTube? What did you learn in a book that you read? What did you learn because you know somebody and you had conversations with them? And all of those things to come together and kind of like your own research, you know? Absolutely. What did you read online? What articles did you read? And what's on the back of a nutrition label, which is what we're going to talk about. Yes. (laughs) So a client had asked me, what, like, how do you choose the right kind of power bar? And they were particularly talking about a zone bar and if that was a good type of nutrition for them. And so I think there's a few things to keep in mind here. And the two big pieces are, is it pre-workout or is it post-workout? And that is kind of maybe the, a bigger guiding factor on what you want to look for in that bar. So that bar in particular, and for those of you who don't know, who are new listeners, I'm a big proponent of tracking your macronutrients and understanding what ingredients and what nutrition is in 
the food that you're eating so that you know how to have the right proportions of the macronutrients or your fats, your carbs, and your proteins throughout the day. So as far as tracking goes, really tr focusing on those fats, carbs, and proteins. Within that particular zone bar that they were mentioning, it was 190 calories and 6 grams of fat. Four of those are saturated fat. 22 grams of carbs and 12 grams of protein. So for me, when I initially look at that, I feel like it's pretty low fat, it's pretty moderate in carb, and it's pretty moderate in protein. However, this also totally depends on the person and where you are in your fitness journey and how many calories you eat per day, whether you're in a dieting phase or in you know a quote unquote bulking phase and you're trying to eat more food and again, whether it's pre or post workout. Um, so I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that in a bit, but Mary Ann has a very different, not a super different, but just a different approach. She she does track here and there, um, five days a week right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but I think because she's been so in tune with her body and what she's needed from a health perspective her whole life, she is I think approaching from more of just you know what are the ingredients and yes. it's not so macro focused, but it's what's healthy in here and is it nutritious and whole and is it going to fuel my body? So why don't you talk a little bit about what your approach to like grabbing a bar to go to the gym would be like? Absolutely. So as she said, I definitely am more interested in the actual food that makes up those macronutrients. I think macronutrients are very important. I think that there is an optimal breakdown of those macronutrients. Like you need to have a certain percentage of each of the three. However, I do disagree with some in that I think it does matter what makes up those macronutrients. If those carbs are all simple carbohydrates, it's not going to set you up for success to maintaining that percentage because you're going to be hungrier, you're going to eat more calories than, say, if you were to substitute a, a lot of those simple carbs for a more complex carb like, you know, oats or brown rice or, um, or something in that effect. As well as, for instance, our bodies, from a biochemistry standpoint, process different foods differently. For instance, why coconut oil is such a huge thing right now, even though it is high in saturated fat, the types of chains that make up that fat are actually medium chains and our body processes those differently than say a long chain um, fatty acid that makes up um, a, the steric acid, which makes up um, animal fat that's saturated. So I do think that from a biochemistry standpoint, our bodies do process food differently. So, for instance, uh, the zone bar that we we're talking about, if we looked at the actual ingredient list, which I, I don't have, don't have um, in front of me currently, uh, however, looking just at, um, let's see, so I've, I've seen zone bars before. I can't say, I don't, I don't even know if I've ever tried a zone bar, but I mean, going to the macros that are on there. Like for me personally, so I think this also depends, like again, where you are in your journey. And so for me, this bar, I, it would be a decent 
pre or post workout, but it would not be something that I could have by itself for me. 22 grams of carbs is a pre workout. I'm going to be starving 20 minutes into my workout and I'm going to have to go get something else to eat. And right now I eat 140 grams of protein per day. So if I want a really good solid meal for protein source, I need more than 12 grams of protein. However, somebody who is maybe just starting their fitness and nutrition health journey that's eating about 1500 calories a day, give or take, they might only be eating 120 to 130 grams of carbs. And this might be a really good solid pre-workout for them. And some of this is going to come with trial and error. You know, if you don't know, try it. If it's not enough food and you feel like you're starving 30 minutes into your workout, then you know next time that you might need a bigger pre-workout source of food. Now, if I don't think 12 grams of protein is enough post-workout by any means. Mm -hmm. So I think in general, if you are looking, if you're looking at the macros and trying to figure out what you should have pre or post-workout, you should find a bar that is maybe more labeled as an energy bar versus a or a pre-workout bar that's gonna be higher in carbohydrates and a little bit lower in fat and a little bit lower in protein versus a post-workout bar, which would be something that is probably moderate to higher in fat and then a little bit lower on the carb end than a pre-workout bar and higher in protein, maybe something closer to 25 to 30 grams of protein is what I would go for. Um, The fats, I would say, unless you're on a ketogenic diet, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't I wouldn't aim to find something that's higher in fat for a pre-workout because your body is going to use the carbohydrates first as a main fuel source. So I would I would just tend to go towards something that's higher in carbs. For me, I'm going to look for something that's 40 or 50 grams of carbs. Yeah. But that's not something most people can do. <laughs> so or, or or should do. And I think that's something that you need to like depending on your fitness goals. Danny is uh, you know, five six, five five, a hundred and twenty pounds, uh, and so like uh, she's able to um, process that a lot better than someone that maybe as uh, is not as lean as she is. So, kind of circling back to what we were talking about, um, actual ingredients. Did I pulled pull up, up? Okay. yeah, one of the zone bars, and uh, you know, the first thing on the on the ingredient list is soy protein nuggets made up of isolated soy protein, uh, cocoa, tapioca starch, and salt. Then you have the chocolate flavored coating, which is sugar, fractionated palm kernel oil, which is a trans fat, cocoa powder, soy lechon, non-fat milk powder, and vanilla. And that's just starting with the first two ingredients. And it, it goes on and on. So for me, having... Like you already lost me. Right. <laughs> you know. I mean if I was looking at it, that would be one thing, but I I don't I don't even know what some of those are. Right. So like a big thing with these uh, zone bars is there's a lot of soy. Soy has been shown to be an endocrine disruptor, um, especially if you have any kind of hormonal problems. It actually um, will disrupt uh, your endocrine system by substituting your natural estrogen and and basically like going into those receptors and kind of that's how it disrupts there and then that causes a negative feedback loop that makes you produce more estrogen than you want so that's why men are told not to consume a lot of soy because it actually Mm -hmm. increases their estrogen levels decreases their testosterone so uh, i always stay away from anything that has soy in it 
So that would be one big thing that I wouldn't suggest anyone uh, to consume this uh, just due to that ingredient, a uh, large amount of soy in this product. But what if you're what if you're a vegan or vegetarian and like soy protein is a big way of you getting in your so there's other plant proteins that don't have the same effect that soy does. So um, you've got pea protein, which is a I think a popular one. Hemp it is protein, becoming really popular, yeah. Um, and then also I'm trying to think. I think there's um, if you're if you're vegan, this wouldn't work. But if you're vegetarian. Uh, Egg white protein is probably the tastiest and um, best for for vegetarians because you still, um, I'm pretty sure. I, I, I'm, 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 vegetarians eat eggs, right? <laughs> Google. <laughs> you know, that's something, I don't know. Yeah. Like I should, that's something I should totally know. Yeah. But because I'm not a vegetarian. vegan or vegetarian. Yeah, I know obviously vegans wouldn't. However, uh, so there's different, uh, soy is not the only plant-based protein um, that is there. I type in do veget, veget. <laughs> and the first thing that comes up is do vegetarians eat eggs? Yes. <laughs> We're going to find this out for y'all. So if you've been wondering the same thing, we'll tell you. But while I'm going to continue looking this up, Marianne is going to talk about what it said in RX bar. Yeah. So, so I was asking her what one of her favorite types of like, protein bars are um and this is one that she happened to have with her so yeah so i uh rx bars basically have all their ingredients on the front of their label so three egg whites two or six almonds four cashews two dates that's and then some flavoring and uh, and that's what's really i love about them is that it's very the ingredients list is small it's up front uh, for if we're going to talk about macronutrients, it does have nine grams of fat, 24 grams of carbs, which 13 of that is from sugar, and then 12 grams of protein. So if we were to, it's a little higher in fat, modest in that protein and carb profile. Um, however, for me, it's very hard to find these protein bars that I feel are natural and like my body's going to respond to. So I've really enjoyed these. I mean, you just have to work your macros around what you're eating. So I know that I'm getting a, a good chunk of fat out of these bars. So I supplement, or not supplement, but modify my diet and other um, meals of the day to make sure that it still fits, you know, my macros. Right. So and that for me, that's important that I have something that I feel good about that's easily accessible versus, you know, having to cook every single meal. So, yeah, and I'll, I won't lie. I'm pretty lazy when it comes to cooking meals. So <laughs> I try to I try to limit protein bars in general, one mm -hmm. to two a day, um, whether it's, you know, maybe one protein shake and one protein bar. And the closer I get to a show, I try to eliminate those altogether and really get all of my macronutrients and micronutrients from whole nutrient dense right. foods. Um, but you know, the closer, the, the further down you get on a diet, the more your macros are cut down, not so much the protein that really stays the same, but where your carbs and your fats drop down. Like right now, just an example, I'm eating 60 grams of fat per day. That's a lot of fat per day, but I have built my metabolism up to handle that. When I am show ready, I'm only eating about 30 grams of fat per day. So 
in my daily budget for fat macros, having an RX bar that's nine grams of fat, well, that is totally doable for me right now. A month before my show, when I'm eating 30 grams of fat per day, that's one third of my fat calories. That's not sitting. That's not a viable option for no. me because I would really have to limit myself in other meals where I would probably find something that would keep me satiated for a little bit longer than that bar. Yes, absolutely. So it really depends on the time and the place and the person and where you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, which is actually the answer for almost everything when it comes to nutrition. Well, and that's why it's so important to, um, I think, for people that don't have a background in nutrition to seek out advice, personal, individualized advice. You know, there's people out there that will give you a, like, uh, cookie cutter nutrition plan that they give out to everyone. And that's definitely suggest you um, stay away from people that claim that they're going to help you lose weight that way. Cause if it, it might work for you, but it's very like the same is as just as likely not work for you because it might not fit what you need at that time. So individualized fitness and uh, nutrition is so crucial for you as an individual to see results. Um, and whatever those results are. So whether it's losing weight or gaining muscle or maintaining where you're at, I think all of those, it takes attention to detail and attention to your individual needs at that time in your life because those things change as well. It totally does. There's seasons of fitness, seasons of health, and you have to be aware of those. So I did look up vegetarian and veganism, and really it's so funny, almost everything that pops up it doesn't just give you one definition or the other. It's like, here are the eight different types of being vegetarian, which is why it makes it so complicated because you've got your vegan, you've got your lacto, you've got lacto-ovo, you've got flexitarian. I don't even know that was a thing. Have <laughs> you heard of flexitarian? I have not, but that's, you know, there's a name for everything now, so. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. We'll just, I'll just tell you what the first thing that popped up is vegan eats only plant-based food, lacto eats milk, milk-derived products, and plant-based foods. Lacto-ovo can eat eggs, milk, milk-derived products, and plant-based foods. And then a flexitarian follows plant-based diet but eats small amounts of meat, poultry, or fish occasionally. Okay, so does that eliminate anything? No. So basically they're an omnivore. <laughs> so the rest of us yeah. are flexitarians. Yes, basically. We want to call ourselves vegetarians, but we're just going to have some – some of everything else whenever we feel like not being <laughs> a vegetarian. So there you have it. That's that's why we don't know exactly because the definitions keep changing. <laughs> well, I think that just goes to show that um, everyone works a little differently. Like everyone needs something a little a unique or specific for their individual diet. Like for me, I love whey protein. Like me and whey protein, I feel great on it. It definitely is a great substitute. I have a friend who cannot handle whey protein. It makes her bloated. It just makes it has GI issues. It is not a good option for her. And so I think same thing with vegetarians. Some people can get their protein in some ways and some people can't handle that. So now we have a name for all of it, but really it's what works with your body. And you've really got to uh, play with your diet. I think that's, that's fun for me. I don't know. Oh, figure yeah. out what, it is. what works and what doesn't, how much, you know, protein here or fats there and how it fuels my workouts and how it makes me feel energized. And I think that's kind of where we wanted to take this conversation a little bit is, you know, uh, from a generalized standpoint, you know, what do you want those macronutrients to look like 
pre and post workouts and how is that going to influence your your energy and and uh your performance so i don't know if you want to kind of dive into that a little bit well i mean we kind of keeping it short and sweet on this just because i try to keep every other one kind of shorter but I mean, it is individualized and just depending on what you're doing, are you just going to the gym for a quick cardio session? Do you enjoy fasted cardio? A lot of this is trial and error. Mm -hmm. And I think if you do have a coach, any of my clients listening, (laughs) tell me how you feel. You know, if you find that you are having the same breakfast every morning and you feel great, keep doing it. If you don't, tell me. <laughs> and and we have to work through that together. And you have to let me know if you have, say you ha- wake up every morning, you have a protein shake before you go to the gym, but you don't feel like you have good workouts. If I don't know that, and or if I see in my fitness pal, when I look at your nutrition and I see you have a protein shake in the morning, but you're not telling me that you don't feel fueled for your workout. And I don't know that you work out in the morning then I don't, I don't have those two pieces of the puzzle put together. That protein shake is not a great pre-workout unless you've made it into a full shake and added carbohydrates to it to fuel that workout. So a lot of this, while it's trial and error on, on your part, it has to be, it has to be discussed with me or with your coach or with somebody um, to kind of get that outsider perspective and help you put the pieces together for what is missing. So I think that's, that's the biggest piece is, you know, figure out, if you don't have a coach, go to go to a calorie calculator or a macro calculator. At least get a starting point to understand, based on your height, weight, age, daily energy expenditure, what is recommended for for you. And then I would just start tracking and see how much do you normally eat on an average daily basis. Maybe see if those things are similar or not. Um, they, they might be very close and they might be totally off, but it should give you an idea of where, you know, your recommended amounts should be. And then if you're trying to figure out, you know, how many of each macronutrient should I have per meal? Well, let's take that recommended amount of calories and macronutrients and divide it by how many meals you have on a normal daily basis and kind of go from there. Again, it's going to be different for everybody, but Let's just do an, a, a raw example here. If you have, if you're doing 100 carbs a day and you have four meals, you should aim for about 25 grams of carbs per meal. And it's that simple. If you need 150 grams of carbs per day and you're doing four meals, maybe have 50 grams of carbs before and after your workout and then spread the rest out evenly through your day. I mean, I would definitely focus the bulk, is, the bulk of your carbohydrates around your workouts so that you're using that fuel and that energy more optimally than you would if you're just sitting behind a desk throughout the day or you're just lying on the couch at home. So I think, and I don't want to get too much into meal timing. This was just about how to choose the right kind of protein bar because Lord knows if you walk into any grocery store, you have an entire aisle full of them and that can be super overwhelming. So So I think takeaway, when you are looking at a pre Workouts, uh, having a little bit have like higher in that carbohydrate, yeah. especially that fits your macros, um, and then post you want to look for one that's like has more more protein. And then from my standpoint, uh, definitely looking at that ingredient list, making sure that those ingredients are whole ingredients that it's not a ton of you know uh, processed things you can't say <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, and um, 
but just being aware of what you're putting in your body. And I think that's, that's like a crucial piece of, of fitness and health. Yeah, it totally is. So that's going to wrap everything up for today. Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend that you think might need to hear it today. And the best way for us to continue putting out all this awesome content for you and getting awesome guests on the podcast is for it to be shared. So share it with a friend. Leave us a review and a rating on iTunes, a five-star rating and a review, an honest review with your feedback would be amazing. That's all we ask of you. So please go ahead and do that for us, and we will keep putting out amazing content for you guys. And with that said, y'all have an awesome day. Bye. Bye. you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the fitness empowerment podcast if you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message this podcast is available via itunes soundcloud and anchor which shares to a multitude of other platforms so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most and if you really truly do enjoy this content then please do me another favor and go over to itunes give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible so thank you in advance for that Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.